Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming every other weekend. This podcast is brought to you by Asterian Products, designers of some of the top-selling Amazon VR and AR accessories like the Asterian Aura VR headstand. I'm Jay Rat. I'm a VR YouTuber and streamer. Uh, sorry, I was adjusting my <laughs> mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Rip, I'm Rip McAfee, guys. I'm the producer and editor of this podcast. I'm Destiny, entrepreneur and VR enthusiast. I'm Adam Charlton, a software developer who played golf for the first time this last week. And let what? me tell you, it's hard. I don't know. It's a lot harder than I would have thought it was. <laughs> right. Something about that connection of like the club and the length versus the ball rather than most sports mm-hmm. that are just your hands and a ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, golf is hard. Sure, I, sure. I, I had a brother who was... Uh, have a brother who was uh, really into golf for a while i do not understand it i don't get that sport (laughs) (laughs) well besides golf our podcast is here to keep you up to date we answer questions from our discord and patreon communities followed by some of the latest and greatest vr news and then we discuss the games we played together this last week and if you missed that live stream it's up on our youtube channel we played some first person shooters we had a good time of course if you haven't even seen our youtube channel we're all sitting here together in virtual reality, looking at each other and making mean hand gestures, mostly at Adam. Uh, so check that out and come see us in our lovely virtual faces. Uh, Q and A, uh, Rip. I think uh, I think Rip has a an answer for somebody's question. Yeah, specifically, it's it's. I don't know. I, I don't know if I've. It's always Adam or Jay or Destiny that get like the personal questions i was so excited to like get one i hadn't gotten one in a while (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all right so brand malin asks me do you guys do you have some kind of tracked keyboard and mouse that are visible in vr if so where can i get one if not i can't imagine how finding and using your keyboard and mouse blind what would work well and would love to hear about it so what this guy's talking about um I've, I've discussed before on this podcast, I like to occasionally work in VR. I'll actually go to like a the pug in rec room and just go at one of the tables and pull up all these screens in VR and work away. Um, and I do that because I, I work better in a social environment. It, I find I like keep myself focused when there's a more obvious distraction. It's, it's a little Hi. backwards. <laughs> um, can't hear Jay. Uh, I oh. fixed it. I fixed it. Oh, yeah. That's why oh, I was okay. saying hi to everyone so they could stop <laughs> saying in the chat that I they couldn't hear me. Awesome. Continue. <laughs> so um I I don't have a virtual keyboard and mouse. It's just my desk. But I mean like when, when I'm doing this, it's not like I'm standing. I'm I, I go to a a seat in VR. Um I the 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 desk more or less aligns with the table. It doesn't even have to be that all that close. It's just, you know, but you, you just use your hand, you use your sense of touch to find where your keyboard and mouse are. Um, you definitely have to be able to type without seeing your hands, which is a bit, uh, it, it's tough. I, I definitely do better when I can at least glance down at my keyboard occasionally. So it's slower typing um, for sure, but it, you can get over it. Um, well, and, maybe uh, you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I make sure to There's actually, I have... Chair? Sorry, sorry. Oh, the Destiny, chair moved. What, did you, what did you do? Don't worry about what it. What in the looks, world? It looks fine. Don't worry about <laughs> we're just, it. We're just going to go with it. It's one of the few objects in the room K27 forgot to freeze when he built it. Oh, my goodness. We're going to keep powering through. <laughs> <laughs> 
so um yeah it's I, I use a pretty high dpi on my mouse when i'm doing work like that so that i don't have to like that i can move it very little and i'm not worried about hitting my mouse into like my water or something like that <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it, it's not i don't know it's not as hard as i guess it, it sounds like it would be um one little trick though if you end up doing that i actually place i i grab like one of the like beers or something from the virtual bar i bring it over to my table and place it exactly where i keep my water bottle i like put like a line it so that when i reach <laughs> for my water bottle i just reach for the the, the beer the, the beer yeah that's <laughs> awesome that that it's is smart creative. i have i have just enough nose gap you know though now if you have a quest you can you can program your couch into vr and have it there so i you heard can see it and yeah. i imagine that the mouse and keyboard won't be too far after that they already mm -hmm. have room tracking it shouldn't be too much of a problem to be able That's... to say hey mm -hmm. use your mouse use your keyboard and just let you reach for it but yeah. i think that the next step isn't going to be a physical mouse and keyboard um i know that oculus in particular is really working on this is going to be a virtual mouse and keyboard and they're including these devices that i just saw somewhere on some news piece of these basically bracelets that allow you to, when you type on a virtual keyboard, send a little bit of that vibration through your bone to make it feel like you're typing and get a little bit of tactile feedback. And that might be the future. I don't think that having a physical keyboard when you're working in VR is going to maybe ever be the total way we need to go. I think, though, that having a virtual keyboard is going to be incredible. If it's As long as it's really good, yes. I, I spent far too much yeah. money on my keyboard to not use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so phones nice. did the same thing, right? Like we all had those little phones that you had the uh -huh. physical keyboard on the phones. And after a while, you know, on touchscreens, yeah. it felt weird at first. It was terrible to use touchscreens um, on phone at first when you're typing things mm -hmm. out. It's just so much better to use the physical keyboard. But after a while, they were able to do things like just the right amount of vibration. Now it feels really good to type on a virtual keyboard. And I think the same thing's going to happen in VR. You're probably In right. my opinion. You're probably <laughs> right, Adam. I hate to say it. As much as I love my fancy keyboard, that's probably the future. I've used actually one of those. Um, There was like a Best Buy that had like one of the laser ones, right? Where it like projects a keyboard uh, onto wherever oh. and you can use it. They had like a, a little tryout of one of those things. And, uh, oh, wow. Uh, at least then, which was, I mean, this has got to be like eight years ago now, a while ago. Um, I tried it and it was not that great. Yep. <laughs> it's because there's no feedback, right? Yeah. <laughs> Natalie yeah, says I miss the physical keyboards on phones. I kind of agree with you, Natalie. Well, along kind of the same vein, Starsight asked a question. Not along the same band, but whatever. I was going to say, because <laughs> what mic and headphones do you use? Rip, you, just said, you just said you spent a bunch on your keyboard, but you also just bought a new headset. I did. What, what, I, is it, um, what are you thinking about it? So uh, Starside asks, for, in particular, what mic and headphones do you use? Um, I was previously, and I still would recommend, using earbuds and a wireless mic in terms of VR, because I just I get so hot and sweaty when I have like full-on headphones. Um, but, uh, my mic broke, so I, I had to get something and I wanted a new gaming headset anyway. So I got a new gaming headset with a better microphone built into it. I'm, I'm not crazy about it. You guys can hear the quality of yourself. You, you can compare this one to a couple of podcasts ago and see what you think. Um, I don't like this microphone much. It's, it's, it's decent. It's doing the job. I can record the podcast as opposed to last week. <laughs> <laughs> so improvement, but, uh, I'm using a HyperX cloud two. 
for for those that really want to know. It has great audio though. If you're just gaming, this headset is freaking amazing. Yeah. What do you guys use? Well, I mean, mine's going to be super easy. So I use the the index microphone <laughs> and the index headphones, and it's fantastic. Well, you see, Somehow the problem with the good. index. Well, the the problem with the index is that the way that the speakers are built into the headset, it is a mm-hmm. pain to of replace it or wear a headset on top of it. Right. Um, and so they're like, well, if we can't let users switch out of them, we might as well make them good. And but they're really good. You know, if you have an index, you really don't need an extra headset to improve the sound quality or your mic because it's pretty good by default mm-hmm. what about nice. yourself jay uh i currently use a uh, razor kraken 7.1 it's not something i would have bought for myself uh but i had it so i use it but i definitely uh, either if i get the index then i'll switch to that full setup or i will be switching this out for something else at some point i just uh i still am struggling with that decision but that's what i use destiny nice um, so I use the Astro A40 for uh, gaming, VR, all of it, for the audio and for the mic, and I really love it. It's like having clouds on your head. <laughs> uh, not don't get the the cloud ones. Get the get these ones, and these will feel like a yes, cloud. Yes, yes, yeah. The recommendation. Well, what's funny is like I also have the Audio Technicas, which are obviously like very nice headphones, right? So when I switched over to the Astros, like, and I put them on, I didn't expect the comfort to be so different. I was just looking for more of like the, the mic and the audio for gaming, mm-hmm. and even just in comfort, like it was insane the difference. So yeah, like they're they're really good. They're worth it. So the Astros are more comfortable than the Audio Technicas. They really are. Yeah. Wow. Like they're I mean, it's a very high price tag for, you know, a headset, but it's well worth it. I would do it again. <laughs> and keep in mind, these are personal opinions. Destiny is like four foot five or something. So her head <laughs> her head might be a little smaller than yours when it comes to headphones. Like for me, I need I need ones that are gonna stretch and get and yeah. not snap to get over my head. So it might be different per person, but you know, exactly. hey, I definitely want to try them now. Mm-hmm. sure you know sure. i was the you, you mentioned the, the the kraken i don't know if it's the kraken but like uh, razor has its new 7.1 surround sound headphone that has vibrations in the headphones Ooh. um i when i got this headphone i actually went to two different best buys with like a, a bunch of sanitizer for this um <laughs> and tried on all their headphones that i could because i was i i i always like to do that before i buy a headphone i believe you should always try them out um yeah. And those audio wise were my favorite. Those the, they were so fun, um, but they also had the worst mic. So <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're known for their mics. Although now that you say that it has vibrations, I kind of want to get a set just for VR because I used to use Sony Pulse Elites for mm-hmm. all my VR just because that extra little bit of immersion when stuff is shaking and your head's feeling it, it is really <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Grim Gnarly asked uh, kind of a weird question. He said, with PS4 ending their communities soon, what is an alternative for PSVR users and other VR headset users? Other than Discord, wink, is there something or should there be a centralized VR community? Well, my I don't have a good answer on this. I'll just tell you my opinion of probably why PS4 is doing this. I never use the community tabs. I'm sure no one else really <laughs> does. Uh, so that's probably why they have that issue. So... I, I don't think PS4 needs something or PS5 needs something for that. I think people kind of naturally do that either through subreddits, discords, whatever else. I think 
no one that's going to, I don't ever pull up my phone and think, oh, I'm going to go on the PS4 app and go on the communities <laughs> and like see what's happening in VR. It doesn't help, but they're terrible apps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awful. So, so they're probably just killing it for that reason. But I, I don't think there needs to be a replacement. I think people will just naturally use what's already out there and just move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I have, there was one community back in the day that I uh, like a elite dangerous community for PS for for the PlayStation communities, but that's it, and it was awful. <laughs> um, uh, what what communities we've we've kind of touched on this a little bit before, but what communities do you guys use for VR besides the full dive Discord, uh, <laughs> which is obviously the best one? Um, <laughs> so you know what's second bet? What's second place? Reddit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Reddit's Reddit's huge. Although lately, I've been finding less helpful stuff there than I used to. I feel like I mm. I it's go all on reposts now. Yeah, I go on upload VR and uh, road to VR at least weekly, and then uh, I have my own Discord too. That that people throw stuff at me a lot on there. What's going on and stuff, which helps me. But I definitely I miss like the old reddit when vr first came out it seemed like everything on there was like some interesting news or something and now there's just it's just flooded with so much stuff that's just just not helpful that i end up unsubscribing to a lot of vr discords because it's just not really what i'm looking for yeah for real half of the vr subreddits right now is like look at my oculus box that i just got you know (laughs) and that's like half of the reddit yeah (laughs) what do you use destiny I think for me, like, I actually stay away from a lot of the communities. Um, I have a ton of discords I'm a part of, and obviously, like, I love Jay's, but um, I think a lot of the communities, especially now, get super toxic, and it's, I just, I can't, I can't, I'm not, I'm not about dealing with that right now, so I just try to stay away from all that, unless I directly have a question I need asked, and I'll go in and ask it, and that's, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. I, I what you're saying there kind of does ring true also to the subreddits. Like they've gotten bigger as VR has gotten bigger, and it's definitely hurt the overall helpfulness, the mentality. Like you put you post anything yeah. on there, and it's like people are just jumping on it to be rude or something. It's not. It's not yeah. as helpful sure, sure. as it used to be. Exactly. Unfortunate. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything besides Reddit and Discord right now. <laughs> I, I mean, the ideal thing, I, I love Discord. Ideally, uh, PlayStation and Xbox will actually integrate Discord into their services. Yeah. Um, Xbox is like kind of doing that. There was some news about PlayStation oh, really? a while ago. Um, you can't do it on Xbox. I know someone who does. It's like, but it uses like a third party app, right? It's not, oh. it, it's, it's super weird. Um, I was about to have so much respect for Microsoft right there. <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, I would of of the two, I wouldn't be surprised if Xbox does because they're they're um they're trying to integrate their PC and uh, consoles so much right now that that you might see something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, we are. Oh wait, uh, that's right. I, I, I'm so sorry, Jay. It's all on automatic <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know the new you know the new format here. We're going to talk about the news next, but first and most importantly, we got to tell you about the Asterian Aura. Adam, do you want to kind of tell them about the Asterian Aura? I am more than happy to tell them about the Asterian Aura. So, Asterian, as I'm sure that you are all aware, offers incredibly high quality universal VR headset stands that if you're watching our YouTube video right now, that Rip is expertly showing off the multiple colors of the RGB associated with this aura. Um, <laughs> it includes a lot. It is just really high quality polished finish. 
still catching up with all the. I did like a little drop <laughs> roll on like the light color thing, and it is it's, it's like slowly going. Yeah, do we need well. to give like you know an epileptic warning for watching this ad segment? Well, you well, know? What, what he's done though is he's shown that you don't have to touch it for it to go through the color cycle in real life. You can turn it on color cycle That's mode. true. And it, it does Ooh, what's happening right now. Perfect, and that is one of the Perfect core example. functionalities of this. But the aura is really good your headset it works <laughs> is compatible with all the different headsets get five dollars off any order 19.99 or more by using the code full full dive at asterianproducts.com that's full dive f-u-l-l-d-i-v-e mm-hmm. yeah we Do cannot it. recommend these enough they're awesome Do it. <laughs> rgb means good that is correct <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Rip, what what is going on in VR MMOs? Oh, I'm so excited for this one. Okay, so uh, so I, 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 if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I every time someone's like, "What do you want in the world of VR?" I'm always like, "We need a good VR MMO." VR MMO, VR MMO. For those that don't know, that's a VR massive multiplayer online. So World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy 14. I forget which one's the MMO. Um, uh, this is so many MMOs. Elder Scrolls Online, right? We, but we need something like that for VR because VR, to me, is like the you know it's so social naturally when you're with other people. You can express yourself in so many cool ways. You know, you don't need preset emotes. You can just do them yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. And uh, you know, at, at Rec Room right now is like our best like opportunity to be social and play games at the same time. But I wanted something with like an interesting world to explore you know i wanted a sense of adventure to go along with it and currently all we have is orbis vr if you listen to our (laughs) first podcast we'll talk about that and man orbis is not the pinnacle of mmos it is awful catch it's just trying to do the magic system haunts me to this day (laughs) um (laughs) the thing was so bad um so we've been or i've been paying close attention we've got two mmos um, that are kind of in the works right now. And one of the big ones is Zenith MMO. And I'm super hyped about this. It's 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 a little anime. And uh, despite liking anime, I actually don't typically like anime MMOs. They, they can get pretty cheesy and often have terrible dialogue. Um, but it's all we got right now. And it looks pretty good. So the, the exciting news here is that they just got greenlit for not just Steam, which is like the usual thing, you know, that's what Orbis is on, um, but it's on, it's going to be on Steam, so Steam VR, PlayStation VR, Oculus Rift, and Oculus Quest. It's going to be on everything, basically. Now, is that cross-play on everything? That is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll make I would imagine if it's an know, MMO, I hope it's cross-play. It's gotta mm-hmm. be. It's gotta be. I would be. hope so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I think it is just based off memory, but you know, I, I, don't I could know. just see this hype bubble building and building over there with Rip. I'm like, crossplay, boom, pop the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've let a little air out, but it's still there. It's still there, Adam. Um, I mean, uh, the big question is definitely, um, you know, will will PlayStation VR and Quest share the ser- share the same servers as the uh, the the PC? Typically. MMOs don't do that, so we'll find out. 
Well, I suppose um, my biggest question isn't even that. It's like, does it even look good? <laughs> yeah. So, but so, what do you think? I'm sure that you've been following all along right. with these most recent string of reveals. What do you think? Mm-hmm. So they, so in in celebration of their getting greenlit for all these different platforms, they had a what they called a seven day of reveals, and we got new game trailers. We got a, a new closed alpha that's happening April 19th through April 26th, and that is available through pre orders. Um, we had a small window of pre-orders that sold. Well, I think it was a limited amount. I don't, I'm not certain, but they sold out real quick. Um, and they're gonna have another opportunity for pre-orders for those that are interested in this uh, this project. It's gonna open up again. Um, and if you're interested, they have released a whole bunch of gameplay. They had like some official game trailers. They let some uh, popular streamers try out their game, and you can see that footage. All sorts of good stuff. And honestly, I mean. You know, it, it's an MMO. It has some MMO tropes of like the AI is basically non-existent for enemies. Huh. But the your, your person just did like a heart on their, his eyes. I didn't even know that was <laughs> <possible>. <laughs> I need to stop this. There we go. Um. <laughs> so uh, I mean, the gameplay looks pretty sick. I mean, compared to Orbis VR, this thing's gonna be like <laughs> amazing. Okay, compared um, to Orbis VR, my pet rock is awesome. So, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Let's be real. Um, the gameplay would it, looks compare fun. Then? Would it stand up in the in the world of actual MMOs? Do you think? Like, would it would it stand Ooh, up that's at a all? Question. That's that's kind of the tough part. Is if this was on PC, it'd probably be uh, just like a small indie mediocre MMO based off the footage I've seen so far. Um, you know, it's it's got very much got a indie style. Uh, flavor to the aesthetic um, which kind of most VR games are doing these days when they want them to be uh, accessible on Quest and PlayStation VR and all that um, much like much like Rec Room um, uh, but it, it, it's it, I mean they've like got some cool footage of like the city and social hub they have and some of the, the, the enemy monsters and some of the abilities and it looks fun the, the, the question will definitely be when this thing comes out does it have good end game? Does it have a good story? Is it is the combat take advantage of your being in VR in ways that are meaningful? Um, and we're not going to know that until the game's out and we can get our hands on it. Um, but I'm pretty psyched. <laughs> MMOs, have you guys seen footage? MMOs, I'm not. I'm MMOs RPGs. I'm not real great at like what what's the difference. This would be more like MMOs are usually more like strategy based, but they're not turn based. Is that correct? Yeah, well, okay. So MMO just by itself really just means that it you've got yeah, there's like a, a lot of dudes of, there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people <laughs> in one space, right? So you've got some MMOs that are side scrollers in fact. You you've, you've you've got a Pokemon MMO that was made by some Pokemon fans. Um uh, MMORPGs are probably the most the that that's what come to mind when people think of MMOs pretty much single-handedly thanks to World of Warcraft. Um and RuneScape, right? This is going to be more along the lines of RuneScape and World of Warcraft and that style of, um, you know, you're, you're leveling up a character. It's in a fantasy, well, in this case, like sort of anime-ish world. Oh, I'm, I'm saying anime. It's not like super anime. It's, it's just, it's got some of like the like oversized ridiculous swords and <laughs> okay, okay. Um, flashy abilities. And so I uh, like good, good parts, I'd think. Um, and a little bit oversized eyes, I hate to say. Um, <laughs> they're not—they're not like 
huge, but you know, they're, they're anime eyes. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you guys are gonna have to look at these game shows. I'm so disappointed that you haven't. <laughs> but so then that's the difference like so the mmo versus something like vr chat where you're still with a lot of people it's not just social like mm -hmm. it's more it's game based so that's the biggest difference right. right so if you're if you're the kind of person that loves that sort of co-op gaming experience where you're playing um you're playing through stories and quests and leveling up together and then you take on these really hard dungeons that require teamwork and coordination Mm -hmm. that's what that's where an mmo excels and shines um mm -hmm. and then hopefully you've also got some like you can have like a guild house and like hang out with friends and build a pretty house um <laughs> you know there's a lot of very typical mechanics that are expected of an mmorpg that hopefully will be coming to this game um but okay. the big thing definitely is the co-op rpg so how does it, how does it look for someone like me who just hates talking with other people when they game? <laughs> Is this going to be the right game for me? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's kind of like, yeah, maybe not. There are certainly plenty of people that play MMORPGs by themselves, but you're you're missing out on just like half the game's mechanics. Um, I mean, shoot, plenty of RPGs just straight up require. Like to beat a dungeon, you just not not even to beat it, but just to enter it in the first place, you need like a minimum of four people, for example, right? Um, they they just straight up won't let you try to do it solo. Mm. Um, uh, you sometimes they just have like matchmaking to have that happen. Um, other times, like Destiny was very well known for having all these raids that you have to go in with a pre-made party. Um, technically not an MMO, but has so many similar mechanics. Um. But that said, a lot of people play those games by themselves. You're, I don't think you're taking advantage of of being in that game. You know, if you, at that point it's like, well, might as well just go play a really good, just regular RPG that's mm -hmm. designed for that solo experience. Um, but you know, yeah, all right, makes sense own. to me. <laughs> so, so Zenith is what it's called. That's the whole name. Zenith. It's yes. it's currently only in pre-order, but pre-orders are sold out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So. There will be keep if if you wanted to pre-order this game, we're expecting another uh, opening of pre-orders very soon. So that's, it's, that's it's so coming. interesting that they that they're limiting the pre-order number. Uh, yeah. and of course, when it does come out, we'll get together and we'll play it, and we'll give you an Orbis versus Zenith full comparison <laughs> <laughs> in that podcast. Uh, Very interesting. <laughs> Well, it's, in the... it's like, I'm going to review this pizza pizza compared to this rock we ate last week. <laughs> 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 totally different. Tell you which one's better. Set low. Spoiler alert, the rock. <laughs> 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 well, further, further into the world of VR, we recently talked about uh, PSVR 2 got announced. They didn't give us like any details or anything, but they said it's coming and it's not coming this year. This week, we got some crazy news. Did everybody hear it? They, they dropped what the controllers look like, some of the mm -hmm. some of the details and functionality of them. And of course, the big the big thing that people are so excited about, which which sadly shouldn't be the thing. Everyone's so happy that there's just analog sticks on. Oh, these. my God. <laughs> these Finally. Are, yeah, I know. That's, there's so many Maybe cool things it. about these. But just that was everyone's like, yes, these are <laughs> these are PSVR two only controllers. You're not going to be able to get these and use them with your original PSVR. These are going to be PS5 exclusive. It looks like just like the PSVR two itself is going to be the really cool details that I'm excited about 
is that it, although it is going to have the finger tracking like we were all expecting, it looks like it's only going to be your thumb, index, and middle finger. So it's going to be mm-hmm. similar to what Oculus is doing, actually. Right. But yeah. it's going to have the same adaptive triggers that come on the PS5 DualSense controller. And I know so many people haven't gotten to test those yet, and it's so hard to really explain what they do. But basically, the, the, the trigger can feel like a different trigger pull depending on what the game wants you to think. And on the PS5, it feels kind of gimmicky, and it feels like, oh, this this probably will have mass adoption eventually but for now it feels kind of weird to like be sitting on my couch holding my controller and feeling this weird trigger pull when i'm staring (laughs) at my tv across the room but in vr that's going to be that's going to be incredible in vr oh yeah because you're gonna be holding the object and feeling the you'll like see your virtual finger hit the trigger of the gun and at that moment you'll actually feel what that trigger feels like to pull that back separately Mm -hmm. and it's gonna have the same haptics that come in the dual sense these really intricate haptics that can feel different for every situation and and if nothing beats them to the punch this will be the first vr controller to have that in it because i mean all we have really is just vibration right Right. yeah just just standard rotary vibrating yeah Yeah, the design looks pretty gnarly it does the design i i think it's super cool but i'm worried i'm gonna be cracking those things into each other hard (laughs) a lot because they're bigger than your hands if you haven't seen the picture they're kind of like they're like they almost look like you put your hand inside of a ball and then you cut some big holes in the ball to like show your hands, <laughs> but it still kind of has a ball like shape. Mm-hmm. It wraps all the way around your wrist, and the part around your wrist is actually going to be the tracked part. Uh, that's going to be the tracking ring, which is actually really smart because unlike the Rift S and stuff, with a tracking ring like that, it's pretty much impossible to ever get it out of sight of the cameras, at right. least in front of you. But, of course, how many cameras are going to be on the headset? That's all going to change the tracking and everything, too. So you, everyone here has PCs. Does anyone think that these controllers look like enough of experience, an experience that you want to get your hands on them when PSVR 2 comes out? They look awesome, <laughs> in my opinion. The, the controllers, cool. just the look of them alone, look incredible. Mm-hmm. Destiny? Yeah, like, I agree. They do look cool. But um, I just think they're so kind of similar to the quest ones it's almost like instead of the ring being on top they just split it down and um so i don't know i i'm still i don't i don't know i guess like since you're this is your thing like if you think this is obviously an upgrade then that's good enough that's awesome <laughs> it's it's huge and the thing about it it's gonna have more buttons it's gonna have the analog sticks really from a dual sense controller to these controllers the only things you're losing is like the old school d-pad and the touchpad so it should have full functionality for every game, everything it needs to have. But what's nice is the whole VR industry is finally kind of starting to figure out, okay, a VR controller needs to have an analog stick, two mm-hmm. buttons on the top of it for your thumbs, a grip button, a trigger. It's all kind of starting to go the same direction with controllers that every developer will have an easier time developing for VR because pretty much every controller is going to have the same layout at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It was basically like when the console controllers all kind of eventually came about to like the same controller design, except for Nintendo, which finally got with the picture like last year. Um, <laughs> but it, it's like that way games can go from different platforms so much easier. And that's finally what's happening with VR. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it's nice to see some standardization. You know, you, you've got like VR Pro stocks, Adam. You've you've now got one, right? Um you know those things get to be a little you can't plug any controller into anyone you need like the right adapters but the general layout of these uh, accessories can be 
very similar because the controllers are relatively similar, the, the, the means of controlling your VR player. Um, but, God, I mean, I'm just like, fine. It took up how long to figure out that thumbsticks <laughs> are good? Like, <laughs> five, five still doesn't five still doesn't have them on their yeah, controllers right. either. They five, use those stupid oh touchpads. Mm-hmm. Give us give us an emotional tracker, but don't give us analog sticks. <laughs> uh, so At this couple... point, I think it's just like a personal vendetta. You know, it's like we <laughs> yeah. know we know that we know that analog sticks are good, but you know, some CEO is just like I hate analog sticks and just trying to find any way to not use them. It's just just not gonna do it. Uh, some things that we haven't brought up about these controllers that are concerns at the moment. Think about a game where you're supposed to hold a pistol in two hands. Uh, these, these might get in the way of each other. It's going to be interesting to see the design and how that wrist ring kind of incorporates into your touching the other controllers because it definitely could feel weird where it's at trying to trying to hold your controllers close together, trying to touch your hands together. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's going to be interesting. They said they designed these around tons of hands and testing and stuff to get the hand size and shape right. So if you have an average-sized hand, these are probably going to feel amazing. I, I don't I can't I can't tell you otherwise, but at least an average size hand, these should feel really, really good. They're supposed to be well, some of the most ergonomic. Looking at the pictures, you can actually see that like you, you were you, you did a great way of explaining these controllers and that they're a ball, right? Well, yeah. if if you were to place your hand in these balls, you would your hand is pretty far forward. It's like practically gripping the outside of it, actually. You're like reaching your hand through it. Um and it's fairly in like the I, I don't know just looking at the pictures here i can definitely see your hands coming together actually um pretty easily most of that extra casing around the outside to kind of give something for the headset to track is behind your hand and uh if if and on the outside um from from these pictures that's how it seems to be i could i could see putting them relatively close together without too much trouble it's definitely going to be interesting to see where the ring lands. And and for the listeners, like kind of to explain a little further even here, it basically you could actually punch the wall with these controllers in your hands and break your hand without breaking the controller still. Like your hand, the front of your hand is pretty far out there, but it's it's basically above your hand. It's like if you were wearing, wearing a really tall wrist watch. Like if you've yeah. ever, if you wear a watch, you've never banged, never worn a watch, you bang your watch into things because even that centimeter is like enough. So it'll, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how these play out. But I, I feel I just want to get my hands on. They look so cool. I really want to mm-hmm. feel a set and play with them. Right. Yeah. These look so sick. I mean, these look uh, the, uh, the Oculus has made some pretty good looking controllers, but somehow PlayStation up and and, and beat them. We haven't seen the PSVR 2, right? Images nope. of it. Nope. So if it's anything like the design of what we're seeing here, this is super forward thinking. Yeah. extremely good looking i'm really excited to see what they're going to do for the playstation mm-hmm. vr2 now that this makes me want one that makes me want to get the playstation 5 and get the get the playstation vr2 if we're looking at ergonomics and ease of use that are this good and the haptics and triggers like i yeah. said we have time before this comes out who knows someone might beat them to the punch but if these are the first controllers that truly have both those features it will be the thing that makes it a revolutionary headset again for real mm-hmm. Uh, what else happened this week in news, Adam? All right. Well, I will take the new one. Beat Saber, one of, if not the most popular game on VR, just got a brand new update that includes uh, their original soundtrack for four new songs that are completely free to anyone who already owns Beat Saber. And 
for anyone who purchases Beat Saber in the future. No copyright issues or playing the songs, even the Camellia song, which is an independent band. And let me tell you, I tried it out and it is tough. These are some tough songs. <laughs> but I think Jay has definitely, you live streamed playing through a bunch of these songs, right? How do you feel about yeah. these songs in like fun or difficulty? Because I had a blast playing them. But what do you think? You're a resident Beat Saber expert. <laughs> well, I definitely am excited that it's it's OST. So that means everybody gets it because I play mostly multiplayer. And the problem is multiplayer, when you're on PC, everyone uses custom songs. So you want to play any song facts, barely anyone's bought the actual song facts. So this is one, another one now that everyone can play together in multiplayer. It kind of scratches the rock itch. I wouldn't say they're necessarily rock, but they're definitely more along the lines of like overkill if you played that on the song packs. Like it's more of a rockin' type song rather than like dubstep or electronic or something. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree uh, with that. They're definitely uh, fast and intense. <laughs> the new Camellia, I think, has the highest like note per second or rate, whatever that time one is that you see in your options has like the farthest, highest <laughs> by far. And that Expert Plus was the only one I couldn't beat. I only tried it, I think, three times. But even in the three tries, I never even came close to beating that one. But the others, if you're a pretty good Beat Saber player already, you played a lot of it, you'll be able to play through pretty much all of them. But they are intense and there's just so many different patterns in them that you're not used to that you're oh, yeah. really you're really fighting your way through the song. It's not just like, oh, this is a natural, easy flow. It's like the first time you're going to be fighting to survive. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and, so, and that's the key with Beat Saber, right? It's not some uh, it's all about the patterns and just understanding the patterns. And once you start to get them, you can nail the song. These patterns are kind of weird <laughs> and they will do like, you know, you got to hit. 13 notes with your right hand and then two with your left and then another seven with your right it's like it it alternates weirdly from my perspective at least in these songs and it made it a little tricky to get the hang of at first Mm -hmm. yeah this got some so what difficulty did you play i mean i played on a solid expert (laughs) because these songs were hard (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, they, they they were fun though. They, they, these are, I mean, like you said, they got like this rock EDM kind of vibe going on, which is kind of a becoming more and more popular lately in the in the EDM scene. So this was uh, even Camellia's song had some guitar riffs in there, which was kind of cool to see because she doesn't usually is it a she or a he? I can't remember. I have no um, idea. <laughs> <laughs> even that artist doesn't usually uh, uh, have too much uh, guitar in there. The artist currently um, known as Camellia. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man these these things are fun um what do you guys think so this isn't a very large beat pack it's only four songs and it's been forever since we had the last free update uh in terms of adding songs to the game you know we keep getting these paid beat packs which is like 15 bucks per pack which might be why they went like oh maybe we should release something for free um but four songs isn't a lot do you guys think that the quality of these songs brings it up to a level where it's like eh, it's okay that there's only four because qual- quality over quantity what but it's think? free i mean it's not so much even the quality it could just be like the worst songs ever because it's completely free the user right. isn't shelling out any money for them i mean even all the original songs in the base pack could justify the cost of the game and this is just improving the quality of that even more at least that's it, my thoughts. <laughs> it is free, but it's still a little disappointing, I would say. Just because, like, we keep expecting more songs. And it's been Beat Saber's been out for five years. How many people have they hired on their that's team? That's what I was thinking. Time? And how rarely does a song pack, even a paid song pack, there's only, what, six paid song packs now? Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's been five years. If this was like Just Dance or other games like that, I feel like it would be dead by now. It it is literally the modding community that has made this game what it is right. and how huge it is. And and I'm just like, they've hired so many people. How is it we still get so few songs over all this time? I'm not a developer. I don't know. I'm sure there's the I'm sure the multiplayer was super hard to make. And I'm sure the other updates, but like we get all these like weird updates that either add a modifier or change the menu or do this and that. It's like we're here for the songs. Like mm-hmm. let's put some more okay. resources towards more songs. Right. Okay. And I like the original menu to be honest. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it just gets old. Yeah. <laughs> like the custom um, songs are absolutely yeah. my favorite part. If it wasn't for that, absolutely. then you know, mm-hmm. I'd be uh, done with it. And that's that's kind of how I felt was like, yeah, it's good to have these paid songs, but the right now, if you're on quest or if you're on, uh, especially PlayStation VR, you just feel like you're missing out on half the experience. Cause everyone knows that PC players get this awesome library. They get through all the right. custom and songs. We, we talked actually um, a few podcasts ago with one of our guests about Beat Saber, possibly adding community made songs somehow. In some way i would like to see some effort in that because right now beat saber themselves the company that makes it they're they're not they're not adding so much value that it's like oh i don't mind so much that i'm not on pc i don't mind so much that i can't side quest it's like no right now you got like four songs if you haven't been paying for all the new mod packs which pc players don't have to do because we can just download free ones yeah. All, <laughs> these the, the PlayStation VR players they're just stuck with like the original songs for five years now and and they finally get this new one it's four songs like they're good songs but it's only four yeah and that's the smallest we've seen in a song pack uh mm-hmm. green was it green day that also was only four? no it was Panic of the disco that was only yeah. four songs as well and it's like when they say song pack i think they just kind of ruined it for all of us because what was the was imagine dragons with the first song pack or was it monster cat either one they were both 10 songs so when we yeah. hear song pack we think like 10 songs and then i swear ost5 is gonna be like Two or three songs at this rate. Because it keeps getting smaller. It'll be a prelude to a song, right? <laughs> yeah. You can play the opening riff and then you gotta pay five bucks to shell out for the rest of the song. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Microtransactions. Yeah. I'm thankful because it's free, but I am still a little disappointed just because it's like, I mean, there's so many people that make amazing maps. Hire some more of them. Like right. yeah. to make you more maps. But you see, I, the problem is the problem isn't though the maps themselves; it's the copyright on the songs, yeah, just and it say. just takes so much work in order to get the copyright for them songs, and then they have to like pay so much per play or whatever, and so that's the problem. the The original soundtrack is nice because they like produce the songs and can make the beat maps for those, but getting it on like known songs, I think, is probably going to stay in the realm of modding for quite some time. Well, give mm-hmm. us some unknown songs. There's tons of artists that have volunteered their music to Beat Saber. They said, if you want to, you can make it, use it, no copyright. And like really? a, lot of, a lot of up and coming artists, especially like imagine yeah. getting your song on Beat Saber. Like, there's oh, yeah, so there's many so people many people that would do that. Crazy. Yeah, just just go get some. I mean, I, I, I'm sure people maybe in the country that Beat Saber's made knew Camellia before it happened. But I, ha- I had never heard of Camellia before they mm-hmm. dropped it in Beat Saber. I'm sure a lot of people hadn't. And I'm sure their sales, their listens on Spotify, I'm sure they're way up because of that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, there's so many artists I know. I know personally that would probably like jump at something like this. It's so dumb. 
uh, we have some great uh, things from chat here. Uh, <laughs> Natalie actually says, I don't understand why Beat Saber doesn't have a subscription for the songs. I agree with that. I would pay a small yeah, subscription a to get all the new song packs. Yeah, and then get more as they, but they need to start coming out with them more if they right. do that. You know, right? They gotta have consistent. Like, we need like mm-hmm. a song pack a month at least if you're paying a subscription. Right. Um, zero zero also says I use PSVR and I only have just over 24 hours of playtime and I'm already bored with what I have. <laughs> right. Does that mean yeah. that zero? I'm gonna call you out here. Does that mean that you? play on expert plus on every song because if not you got work to put in you can't say you're bored yet if you're not playing on expert plus already mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that, that <laughs> so, so much of the fun suck, comes Jay. from mastering it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true i can't do expert so easy you know that's hard uh if you want to play custom songs though because you have to get good at least good enough mm-hmm. to play custom songs because they're so wildly inconsistent that, in how hard they yes. are. <laughs> oh, yeah, most of them are expert. That's why, like, I love custom songs, but I can only play, like, a handful. I have them. <laughs> I have some hard ones. I can't play them. So they just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, a lot of those people that make them are just like you know they've been playing the game for thousands exactly. of hours. And they're like, so they're all they're gonna make the maps that interest them. So they make mm-hmm. these ridiculously over the top maps. So I'm in the same. Well, I mean, I can play. I more often than not can play a song in my library, but um, that I've definitely got some songs that I'm still trying to crack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. It's it's one of those games, and especially if you are out there right now, and you're like, "Well, I'm never gonna crack that anyway," so I just stop playing. Practice makes perfect. You know, you gotta, you just have to play it more. Find the songs you like and really play those if you want to advance, because you've gotta put in the time to get there. Don't don't get too frustrated and say, "Oh, well, I'm never gonna get good enough to play those custom songs," because there's so many songs that like I play now, and I'm like, I remember back in the day, I couldn't play this for the life of me. Even like like Breezer just on Expert. I that song I remember those that one pattern where you're going up and down up and down over and over again I was like I'm never gonna get this right when I was first trying to play that song and now it's so easy in comparison so sometimes you just have to sometimes you just have to grind a little bit right just a little <laughs> last last week we actually played some other multiplayer online games and if you mm-hmm. missed the stream it's still up on the YouTube you can go see it but we got finally got to play some we all now have I think we all now have played some onward some Pavlov, some contractors, and we played Pavlov mostly last weekend. And I got to say, I actually had a really fun time playing it. It it, was it reminds me, it reminds me that it's one of those games that you just shouldn't take too seriously. If you want to go take play a first person shooter and take a, a Milsim style, use tactics, use the proper lingo, go play Onward. If you want to just get in and dick around with your friends, <laughs> Pavlov is the place to be. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Destiny, you're the big Pavlov fan, and we finally got to get in and play some. How was your experience last weekend? We finally, is this, I think Adam got off before we got to play that, right? Unfortunately, yeah, I had some computer issues. Okay, so then um, we finally got to do the tanks and like the other updates that you've been talking about. And so I had so much fun. Like, I loved it. Like, that took Pavlov and like messing around and having fun to a whole nother level. (laughs) And it it was just intense. Like, you explaining it, like, still didn't even do it justice. Like, I didn't know what to expect. And so (laughs) at one point, me and Jay were both like side by side in the tank and like trying to figure out how to even maneuver this thing or like what some of the weapons did. Like, it was great. I had a lot of fun with it. 
<laughs> if you don't have World War II actual knowledge, the guns and the tanks, I don't know how people killed each other in that war because I was so lost <laughs> <Yeah>. on using <laughs> any of I have it. No idea. But I remember trying to reload. And we stopped. Like everybody stopped shooting each other. Hey, come help me reload this gun. What is this dude? Help me with this. <laughs> Be still. That's funny. Uh, it was well, so I mean, those then, World War II guns are wild. It's like sometimes even just figuring out where to put the magazine, if there even is a magazine. It's just <laughs> yeah, it's yeah like, exactly. Why does this magazine stick out from the top of the gun? Like, why does this happen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something's blew up. And, oh, I, I had... I had exactly that issue, and someone stole the gun after they killed me, and I heard them as they go, "Why is the magazine in the way of the sights?" <laughs> like how how the sights were still on top of the gun when the magazine stuck right through the sights. Right, right. It was like why? Uh, we played some gun game. We played. Uh, we actually even played some terrorist in Trader Town, Trader Trader and Terrorist Town, uh, and we got. I feel like I finally got like a full, like at least a small scope of what Pavlov has to offer. And I definitely appreciate it more now that I have, but it still has way too much recoil on guns. It's still hard to take it seriously, but it is really fun just to go in and have fun with your friends. And that's, I definitely Mm -hmm. appreciate Pavlov in a new way after doing that. Uh, But I feel like once we got back in contractors, it was like, okay, I think contractors is my favorite out of the three still. Yeah. Cause you get, you get a little bit of both. You get a little more serious, but you also can just have fun. And so I would still put it as my top pick. Obviously, Destiny's is still Pavlov. Adam, where where are you in this? In this, you see, that's really interesting. I feel like they each fill a particular niche. Um, yeah. They they handle very differently, but every time, uh, I really think I got to go back to Pavlov. I definitely think Pavlov is right hey. up there. I think the the gun handling in Contractors is great, and it has some potential. But the problem right now is the communities. The communities for Pavlov and Onward are just bigger. And that's where a lot of the fun on playing online comes from. And Contractors just isn't there. Hmm. Yeah, I, I got to, I unfortunately missed uh, the, the day that you guys um, were playing Pavlov and Contra. I'm like, so like, especially the World War II thing. I still haven't played the World War II update. I need <laughs> to play yeah. it. It sounds so fun. Um, maybe I'll do it after this podcast. <laughs> yeah so good it it's well, worth it i i definitely we we went in with people so it didn't really matter if there was a community online at the time or right. not mm-hmm. uh so that can help obviously if you're playing them that way what were you gonna say destiny for sure oh i was just gonna say so like i at least i finally also got to play like the full experience of contractors the pc version and mm-hmm. which before you know i only had the side quest uh version and even that, I think I only jumped in for a few minutes. But so contractors, in comparison, I will say with on or between Onward Pavlov and Contractors, I would put it second. I definitely liked it better than Onward. And I think you're right, Jay. It is like a little bit more of a, a in between because it wasn't nearly as serious as like Onward, but I did have more fun in it like I would in Pavlov. And I will say one of my favorite things about it is they did a really, really well thought out job on the lobby. I love that you weren't just like, like awkwardly like waiting or whatever, like you're, you know, you can really, really like go have fun, like experience like different, uh, you know, like visuals, like places like the basketball court or like somewhere else. And, you know, the outfit Mm -hmm. changes, like I didn't realize there was just so much in like so much fun you could have just 
being in a lobby and honestly that's like what me and my friend were doing like half the time was just you know goofing off in the lobby and um but yeah they do also have like you know the custom maps and all this and i will also agree on the community because i did notice where on pavlov if you look you know for something to join it's like outrageous but for contractors you know it was it was just a few pages but it was enough to be able to find a game See, the main problem that I have with Contractors, honestly, I think that the gun handling in Contractors is definitely the best of all three games. The problem that I have with it comes down to the weapons themselves, honestly. Um, Like, Contractors starts to run into this Call of Duty problem where there's like 700 guns and all of them are the same. And it's like, okay, what kind of sight does this gun have? If it has the sight I want, I want it. And all the other the, the guns just feel similar, feel damaged, same uh, similar recoil and whatever. The nice thing about Pavlov and why I like it so much is that every single gun, especially with the modern weapons, is completely unique. Yeah. It's you don't have any two weapons that are alike almost in any way in the way that you reload them or the way that they shoot, what kind of projectiles they have, the sights. Every single gun in Pavlov is very distinct in some mm-hmm. way. And you don't get that in any other game like Onward or Contractors. And that's why I love Pavlov so much. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually, that might come down to, I mean, the way that, that the guns reload and sights like stuff, sights, sight, yeah, excuse me, sights, stuff like that. That's definitely super cool and unique to Pavlov. Um, but in terms of guns kind of like feeling the same, I think that's definitely an example of as you get a quicker and quicker time to kill, you begin to notice that even more. And <laughs> the time to kill is kind of Pavlov is the slowest, Contract is the second, and then Onward is obviously first. Um did I say that right? I mean, in Onward, you just like look sideways yeah. at someone and they die. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, when it only takes like two or three bullets, the, 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 the difference between guns becomes super small. When you're into a competitive scene, that's huge. Like you spend, I, I, when I was starting to get into competitive Onward, I spent a while in the training range really comparing the guns and making sure I'm using the one that really worked with my play style. Even though it seems super similar, my performance would definitely change depending on which gun I used. Um, so I wonder if that like kind of played itself into the contractors versus Pavlov thing of, you know, the gun shoots quicker. It only takes like three, four, eh, more like four or five um, bullets in contractors, if I remember correctly. Unless it's the pistol, dude. The pistol is so weak. Like <laughs> oh my that God, thing, yeah, I remember it like that. blew my mind. Was so I was awful. like, I just put like two, like two clips or two rounds into this dude. And he's still coming at me. Like it was, it was crazy. But uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah, especially in that sense, I would absolutely prefer the pistols and Pavlov headshots only. Well, and that's where I, <laughs> right? I definitely feel like Pavlov does a great job of making guns different. Is it true to real life? I haven't shot enough of these guns to tell you if it's all a realistic experience of what it's like in real life. But I definitely think they might have tried too hard to make them so different that it might have lost some of the quality of like because if you shoot. I've only shot a few assault rifles, but they were all different ones I shot, and they really felt really similar. Where if you're shooting a shotgun versus a rifle, even versus another rifle, that does feel really different. But assault rifles are meant to be tactical, fast, low recoil, and and so those guns I don't feel like should feel that different. But when it comes to guns in Pavlov and you switch to like some certain shotgun and it feels like you're doing no damage in gun game, and then the next shotgun you're killing them in one shot, it definitely makes you wonder, <laughs> is, that, is this actually right with these guns? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 
And and yeah. this comes always down to the same point that we've been discussing about is like realism versus more the the, the arcadey feel, right? Pavlov is definitely more on the arcadey thing where they're trying to prioritize the experience over realism. Onward is way far on the other side of it's trying to be as realistic as possible um, to the detriment of dying from halfway across the map with a single guy on a bullet that just fired randomly into the air. (laughs) (laughs) And and then you get contractors, which is trying to find the perfect balance, you know? (laughs) Well, Um, I definitely... uh... I definitely enjoyed our time, but one thing we had to we had to be a little more careful with this because we were streaming it, <laughs> and so I, we we got our own people from Discord and other places to play. But I will tell you, like when we got into Onward and we weren't streaming it, like in the first five seconds of being on the <laughs> F word, the R word, the N word, I was like, I'm so glad we're not streaming this. <laughs> so like, what? What is it about always online shooters? Or especially, I was surprised in Onward because I thought this being this milsim, people are going to be more serious. What attracts such toxic elements to, Dude, to these it's, games? It's so um, sad. It is, I think, online gaming, period. Because, like, we got into contractors. Me and my friend, like I said, halftime, it was just, like, we did some, uh, like, private games. But then we did jump into online multiplayer. Same thing. Pavlov, same thing. If I were to just play CSGO, same thing. Like, it's just, yeah. it's crazy the amount of toxicity. Like, I don't know what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Yeah, that's that's basically what I was just going to say. Where you have an online community, you've got, the, the, you know, and especially the more competitive things are, you get a more toxic community, which is perhaps why you saw it in Onwards specifically. You know, you got people that just, like, they, they refuse to wait for people to edit the loadouts. So let's just, like... You got it. They they expect you to create your loadout in the shooting range and then just be ready to go immediately with right. like three seconds. It's awful. Um, and uh, onward, um, specifically onward is now really big on quest, which is perhaps why you were seeing um some of that because the good and bad of the quest is it's in everyone's hands, but that means it's in everyone's hands. Um, (laughs) 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 If you get my drift. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, Pavlov, not so much, right? Pavlov still isn't on quest. It doesn't have that cross play to quest. Um, uh, Contractors, I think does, which might explain something there as well. Um, but definitely onward is had this huge influx of uh, people from uh, getting the quest two, especially, um, and unfortunately, just uh, I, I was I was bummed that um, Adam get to didn't get to stick around because I, I don't know Jay, you got to stick around a bit longer, but we I think that people we were playing with the the quality of the people we were playing with got better um, as we were playing. Well, it was funny because the Adam Rip and I all got into this lobby. And like we kind of turned it around in a way, like we were yeah. all being nice and friendly, and uh, mm-hmm. and like t- went 10, 20 minutes into it. Someone was like, "This is the most wholesome game of Onward I've ever played," <laughs> right? <laughs> because we weren't feeding that. into it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people definitely recognize like when they get into uh, a game with people who aren't being toxic, because most games are toxic. That when it's not happening, people are like, "Wow, like this is." They have to say something. They have, they're like, "This is legit. Like this is really nice." And I think with Pavlov, you do have more of a chance to find like a lobby where people, you know, want to have fun because, you know, it is a little bit more different in that sense than Onward because I have, I have noticed that like in Onward, they're a lot more like try hard, like serious. I think I have 
I think I told you all about this, but I had a friend who uh, I was watching him stream and literally as soon as he got into a game, he didn't realize that it was all a sniper. They instantly booted him. And I was like, that's, that is just too much. That's crazy. Like you can't even like just warn somebody. So mm-hmm. just how it is though. And then in Pavlov, I can go in and do wield shotguns and no one backs Exactly. <laughs> yeah. People will just think it's funny and then they'll do the same. Like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 the nature of online gaming communities. Um, so, uh, so uh, Adam and Jay, I really want to hear first. I want to hear you guys' impressions on Onward, and then just keep in mind, Adam, I'm gonna want to ask you about the the stock you got. I really want to hear what you <laughs> thought of that thing. But first, Onward, what did you guys think? Uh, I I forget if it was your first time, Adam. No, that's it right. You played time. it before, technically. Jay's first time. What did, what did you guys think? Obviously, you guys have your games you prefer, whether it be Contractors or uh, Pavlov. So let's just set that aside. We know this. What did you <laughs> think of Onward? What, how was that experience? Onward sucks compared to Pavlov. No, I'm just kidding. What was your first impressions, Jay? <laughs> uh, so one thing I definitely... this this I'm not big into first-person shooters. I play some of them. I'm surprisingly better than I would expect for how little I ever play them. I can actually usually kind of keep up. But Onward... Mm-hmm to me did not do a super great job for someone who's not used to them at explaining like what exactly you were or you looked like uh you, you pick your faction so you grab the helmet but beyond that i like i kept thinking i wish there was a mirror in front of me so like the whole time <laughs> while it's loading i would see my clothes know who i was because it's real it's a meal mil- sim there's no names above anybody there's no icons that show you who your teammates are so like i saw someone moving the distance i didn't know who's going was i killed my own teammate because right. i i didn't i didn't know what i i looked like and i couldn't I guess you can kind of tell from like your wrist colors or your gloves or something, but I didn't your know gloves. that at that point, like that you could easily tell what you were. And that, so you also start the game standing next to all of your buddies and they're all wearing the same uniform. Yeah, but then they there's also off. that. It, it wasn't that clear in the nighttime maps to me who was who. And so I killed someone right. and I felt terrible. And I was mm-hmm. like, I just, I just kind of wish there was something to like help you along here. Cause I, I felt like I was just thrown into the deep end with the game. I did enjoy it, uh, but I definitely thought, boy, maybe there maybe there should be something more for noobs your first time so that you can kind of navigate it better. But once it got in, I got the guns using cover. It all felt real natural compared to other first person shooters. And it did feel realistic. I I didn't find that I actually got killed as much as I was expecting, or at least as quickly as I was expecting, because mm-hmm. the map was big. There was space to to roam around and Luckily, the snipers weren't that good in our lobby. (laughs) So I felt like I was actually contributing kind of, or at least trying to, but it wasn't the experience a lot of people have an honor where they get in and they instantly die in every map and they just hate it. I actually did enjoy that about it. And I wouldn't be against going back and playing it some more, but I definitely, I need to play in the casual lobby and like keep it chill because it's, you get in there with those people that know what they're doing and you're just, you're just going to get wrecked. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. just due to knowing that I wouldn't be able to have you guys for very long, I did kind of, you know, we did co-op one day and then we did uh, uplink the next day, right? And and the co-op mm-hmm. obviously is is fairly um, easy and free flowing, you know. It's just yeah. you and some friends. Um, uplink, on the other hand, is the complete opposite. Uplink is their arguably hardest game mode. You can't make a try hard mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's, no. it's it's definitely sweaty time uh, over in Uplink. Um, but I wanted to show you guys that because that, to me, is the pinnacle of Onward. That's where you get it, the importance of strategy and working with teammates and communication. That's and I even if you guys didn't do well, I wanted you guys to see perhaps like the 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 
get a glimpse of <laughs> what what that could look like and what why people like me enjoy that so damn much um it, perhaps next time i'll bring you guys onto this sold game mode where you can respawn and things are a little more casual and you can have you can have more casual fun <laughs> i would enjoy that because that the one thing that actually if you've ever played if you played uh firewall zero hour on psvr uplink on this it, it's very close to the same game mm-hmm. you know the way it the way it plays and stuff it really feels like that and so at least i kind of had that familiarity from it uh but it's the same thing firewall zero is the same thing. you die very quick it's very milsim like and and the people who are good are the ones who actually work together flank the other team they know what they're doing and it makes such a difference where i feel like if I play Pavlov with a bunch of people or even contractors, I could, <laughs> the four of us could go up against a pro team and I feel like we'd still die, but it wouldn't be such an obvious difference mm-hmm. Wherein onward. If you're up against actual pros, like I feel like you wouldn't even have a chance. Uh, right. There's, there is enough of a skill climb that you can actually get to a point where you're so much better and other games don't necessarily allow that as much. So I think that's another reason why it becomes unapproachable to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I. I think if I had had more time, I definitely would have thrown you guys into more friendly games and worked our way up to 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 uplink. <laughs> I tried another doing week. That with the co-op. Perhaps another week. Yeah. But what I will say, I I generally prefer the fun and run and gun of Pavlov and Contractors any day to onward. But I will say that the one thing that made a big difference was the gun stock that I have. So this happened right before. I uh, took a break for a little while, but I got a Pro 2 VR gun stock for my index. And let me tell you, it has made a world of difference for Onward. It is one Mm -hmm. of the most insane things you can do because instead of you really feel the part, um, it really feels like you're holding a gun and running around with it. It just makes it feel, it it gives me the feeling that I know that Onward was always trying to do of that mil sim. And you just don't get enough value out of um, in my opinion, just holding the controllers and, and feeling that part, but having the gun stock, feeling it pressed up against your shoulder made the world of difference and honestly completely changed my entire view of Onward, where before when I tried it before, it was a game that I somewhat tolerated because I wanted to try it out for the podcast. <laughs> and now it's like, wow, I will actually play this game again. <laughs> Level mm-hmm. of good with the gun stock. It, it was truly awesome. Nice. I'm super happy to hear that. I, I've been using a gun stock pretty much the moment I got onward. I was like, I need a gun stock to, to enjoy this. I want my three points of contact. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Um, yeah, it makes a huge difference. And I've been begging Adam here to get a gun stock for like since the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> Maybe much, they need yeah. to like include that as a disclaimer. This game is much better if you have a gun stock. Well, about interesting enough, even if even in the pro league for onward, um, not everyone uses the gun stock. It's about 50 50. Uh, some people prefer, you know, when you're not using a gun stock, it means you can do a lot more like you can hold the gun really close to your face and like, you know, do some things that aren't particularly realistic, but might be tactically advantageous within onward itself. Right. You know, keep the gun really close mm-hmm. to your body and peek a corner that way. Um, uh, it's just a little bit more free flowing. I don't like it because you also lose a little bit of that uh, long distance aiming control mm-hmm. when you don't have a stock. Um, so it, it kind of, if you're like really want to run and gun and be quick, then maybe the stock actually isn't the best way to go about it. 
um, you know, it, it's it's harder to move a stick around than it is to just flip your controllers like this. It's hard. To, I can't. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that <laughs> for, for those listening in. Right. Well, exactly for Pavlov. No, no, no. I, I totally get it. When I first got the gunstock, I hated it, <laughs> unfortunately, because the first game I tried it out on was Pavlov. And Pavlov is terrible with the gunstock because it's oh, a yeah. run and gun game. And trying to like reload it and re-grab the gun while trying to like fit your controller back into the gunstock was terrible. But for mm-hmm. Onward, where it's a lot slower, every shot you make needs to count and is really important. You want that stability, especially at long range. The the gunstock is awesome. So it really depends on your game and game mode. And right. honestly, just your play style. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm curious, have you experienced yet my big issue with um, when I was playing Pavlov and Contractors, I actually found I couldn't use the gunstock because the the recoil is so artificially heavy in those games that by the time you're done with a mag, you're like practically pointing like 45 degrees down if you haven't let go. And when you're using just controllers, it's just kind of like you're just dragging down your front, mm-hmm. um, your front hand. And it's like, okay, this isn't so bad. But with the gun stock, it feels like you're because that thing's up against your body. You're keeping your hands in line. It feels like you're slowly having to like pull yourself down to the ground as you shoot guns in those games. With the gun I stock, actually, that's how I felt. Yeah, I actually had exactly the same problem where, it, where with um, without the gun stock in Pavlov, the, the recoil is really high. But when you fire, your hand just kind of naturally drifts down to compensate for that. Because you don't really have a good feedback of where your hands are in relation to each other, except the way that the gun is pointing. So it feels very natural. But with the gun stock, with it being bolted in place, you actually feel like you're aiming at the floor, which doesn't feel great. Yeah, your your gun's still aiming straight forward, but your hands and body are telling you you should be aiming at the ground. Right. And and it's it's it's, it's odd, <laughs> which is which is which was a lot of my original gripe with those games. I was like, this isn't realistic in the slightest. Um. Uh, well, Rip, uh, you kind of touched on what I was hoping was kind of going to be the last thing we talked about here, I guess. And I I'm curious because you said only about half the people use the gun stocks. So when it mm-hmm. comes to these big esports events with these kind of multiplayer games. Is it any different with VR and what it looks like? Because like a normal esports event, they're sitting at their computer, they're playing, and you kind of see it from their perspective. But with VR, the person's actually being tactical. They're ducking, they're moving. Does they do they show any of that, or do you still only see what they see through their screen? Is it are they changing it with mixed reality or anything? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a bit of both. Um, uh, if you watch current onward VR, typically what they do is uh, they go back and forth. It's it's kind of like watching a good Rainbow Six Pro League or a lot of those things where you they swap between watching the people in first person and watching the people in kind of like a bird's eye view. Um, fortunately, there's actually a really good set of controls for moving in the third person. So the spectator cameras can be pretty good. Um, and you it, when you're in third person, you can see all the people. They're outlined um, with their own set, like red versus blue colors. Um, and uh, it actually, um, wherever the the person's gun is pointing, there's a it, for spectators, there's a line that goes straight out of it like a laser. So you can see, but even without having to get too close, you can zoom way up and see immediately what people are covering, where they're aiming, where they're going. Um, it, it's actually been done really well. Um, so I think Rip, he is actually talking about the player themselves. So like the person wearing the VR headset, mm-hmm. can it cut to them and see them ducking and dodging and looking around corners in real life? 
Uh, is that correct, Jay? I'm I'm curious about all of it. So that this has been informative and good because I have no idea what it looks like. I've never watched one, but I also wonder if they don't do that. Could that be a part of it in the future? Do you think that would be an interesting way to see it, or do you think it's pretty mm-hmm. much always going to be their avatar that we watch still in these esports events? So we um we've had two different onward leagues. Um, currently we have a VRML, um, which is the most popular um uh, esports for VR at the moment. Um, but we used to have, uh, I think even, I think it was ESL. I, I forget who. Someone took, someone bigger took a crack at um, Onward competitive. I've um, seen that one where yeah. they're on the stage and they're competing. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that, that that's one. Really they cool. really put in some high production. And that's where you did get some more mixed reality. You could yeah. see the actual players doing that ducking and dodging. That's where you got to see that some of them were using mm. stocks. Some of them mm-hmm. weren't exactly um, how they played. It, it was really cool. Um, it's hard to do that now because um, I mean, first off you got coronavirus, but even before coronavirus, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was hard to get everyone in the same space. It's hard to, it, it's, it's hard to get, uh, you know, these, these, these teams are five on five. It's hard to get 10 VR play spaces together in a way that looks good. Um, and you had the issue of, you know, the, these, these people were, uh, w- w- oh, I just pulled something up an accent. Um, when they're in the same space, they can, you can hear your enemies talking, right. If you're in the, in the same warehouse or whatever, um, that, that also presents an issue where team play and coordination is so important, you know, that being able to hear your enemies coordination is such an advantage. Yeah. Um, so th- there was, I-, I don't know why they stopped, but short of just the new league didn't want to do it. They couldn't afford it. I'm not certain. Um, but th- there was an attempt at it. And you can look it up if you're if you're mm-hmm. interested in this kind of thing. Jay, listeners, look up VRML. I really like it. Um, it's 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 got some good stuff. And they do contractors as well, or not contractors. Uh, Pavlov. Pavlov. Yeah. Also Pavlov. Pavlov. Some competitions. Mm-hmm. The Echo VR has some competitions. Um, I don't know about contractors. I don't think it's quite big enough. I could be wrong though. Um, yeah, it, it's it, it's 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 good and it's a lot of fun. But right now everything's just not in person, so it's kind of tough to get everyone to set up a mixed reality setup um, <laughs> for something that doesn't have a particularly high budget. Yeah. Well, I hope to see that kind of change as is something that I mean, as these get bigger, we should see more production value. And I think I would actually be interested in watching it is why I asked that, because right now, I mean, I'm sure it's cool, but like I don't watch hardly any esports stuff at all. Like I've watched a little bit of Smash Brothers. And like to me, I love the game. I do not love watching uh, mm-hmm. professionals play right. it at all. Uh, and basically, you're just looking at a screen. It's the same thing. So I'm wondering if VR gets to the point where we're actually watching the people, like maybe they put noise canceling headphones on them. I don't know. But to see them all in like a space and the virtual world projected over that, and so that would be super cool. I would actually want to watch that. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. look up the one you said, and I'll also look up VRML, who is also sponsored by Asterion. Uh, great company. <laughs> in case we didn't mention that already. Uh, was there anything else we talked? We finally played some first person shooters again. Was there anything else anyone was really hoping we said or covered before we close this out? Um, let's 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 just to recap. I think we already all already know, but for the viewers' sake of the VR shooters, which one is our top favorite, and then which one would we recommend in case those are different? Um, starting with Destiny. 
That won't <laughs> pop up. I had a feeling. Rippy, <laughs> don't get a turn. No. Uh, well i'll actually i'll break it up my favorite one i think personally so far has been contractors but if you're gonna go get one you should probably get pavlov if you like joking around or onward if you're serious because contractors yeah it doesn't have enough people unless you have friends who have vr you may not be able to find a good there's lobbies but you may not be able to find one you're really going to enjoy uh would be my worry so i would still say probably get pavlov first as you step into it if you don't have any and play that with friends or whoever. And then if you're like, oh, I like this one, I want something more serious, then try Contractors. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go Pavlov Pavlov too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's rough. I, I Previously, I would have said Contractors um, for, for recommending. I like Onward. Um, that's my top favorite, and I still recommend it to people. But I... I I know it's not hard to tell just playing the game myself. This is not it's not a game for everyone. So I usually recommend people Pavlov or Contractors. I'm really bummed to hear that Contractors is so empty right now. I I knew it was already like a a, a smaller player base, but I still liked for me of the two more arcadey casual games, I like Contractors. I thought it was more polished. I thought the gunplay was better. Um, I, I thought it was the Call of... I, well, I'm still hoping it's going to be the, more of the, the Call of Duty of um, VR, where it's more approachable. Um, but it's hard to say that now if they've got small player bases. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. I think when I was trying to find like places or rooms to join and contractors, the problem I mainly noticed were a lot of them were private. And so oh. it's like people are getting on it, but they're, you know, they're not wanting to share. And, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> maybe that they? kind of gets better. Well, they've kind of found their friend group. And so they're playing <laughs> exactly. with only them. That's, yeah. that's what happens. snobbish, you know. <laughs> it is cool. There is there's definitely an FPS game for someone, for everyone. Whatever type mm-hmm. you're into, between the three, you're covered. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, well, if you're out there and you're thinking, man, I do want to play these, but I have no one to play with, join the Discord. Come join the Discord. We actually had people from the Discord in our live stream playing with us. That's not something that's available necessarily to everyone, but if you're a patron, we have a Patreon. If you're a patron, get in and game with us. We would absolutely love to do that. Show some support, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. we would love to play with you. If you're, if you're listening to the podcast right now, Spotify, Google, iTunes, wherever – Check out YouTube. If you're on YouTube only, check us out other places. Maybe you're missing a few episodes because you don't have time to sit down and watch them all. You can listen to them while you're cleaning the house, while you're playing Pavlov. You could be listening to us talking. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, check us out there. Rip, any any final words here? Take us out. Um, did you mention the Discord? Uh, I did. I did. I okay. said join the Discord and play with us, but then pay, <laughs> okay, I pay missed, to play. I heard on patreon <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um i just i can't recommend the discord community enough guys that's where all the fun is i love talking to you guys there i, I know i'm the least active of the host but when i do it's great. <laughs> um, but destiny's here like 24 7 guys if, yeah <laughs> we will want... absolutely respond <laughs> yes um so don't be afraid come say hi um i we know statistically only a small amount of you are on the discord let's change that um yeah I, but i think that's it we will see you all next week, guys. It was awesome. Bye. Or oh, not next Bye. week, Sorry. because we're now on a bi-weekly schedule. In two weeks. <laughs> in two weeks. <laughs> we will see you in two weeks, but two we'll weeks. see you on a live stream of gaming next week. Yes, we, we will be here in a week. Uh, it won't be a podcast, but we will be live streaming a game. We have yet to decide what that game is. We will announce it as soon as it is decided. 
And until next time, bye bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Say it. Dive on in. Dive on in. No. <laughs> <laughs> I keep Too saying late. it just late it enough. Just late enough that that For it can be edited it. out. Yeah. <laughs> Even then, I can still I can still cut it out if I want. I've I've got my ways. Um, in fact, I, like... I what I typically do, uh, since since we're all a little slow on the like. The, uh, the, like the pacing of when people say goodbye or whatever can be a little off. That, that's actually one of the more ev- heavily edited sections where I take <laughs> everyone's goodbyes and kind of mesh it in a way that sounds really good to me. <laughs> I always do that at the that's end of the great. podcast. It's slightly edited. It'll be like, yes. kind of like, oh.